0: Merry, Merry Christmas, Dove Nation. Is it time to say that the Christmas Day curse is over? So, as always, we're your hosts. I'm Ethan and I'm joined by my duo, my Splash Bro, and my co-host, Zach, my guy. I mean the Christmas day special came around and I thought we were going to lose this, not gonna lie, but, uh, the Warriors surprised me again. So how was your holiday? My, my, my guy. So, um, how's everything been?
1: All it was excellent. Filled with uh Steph Curry masterclass performance. Um, it was a plus a plus a plus. Um, I just like to point out that. The Warriors for without Andrew Wiggins, Jordan Poole, Damian Lee, Moses Moody. I don't think I'm missing anyone. I think you got it. I think you got it. And they went in to Phoenix and said, This game's ours. And they came out and they won 116 to 107. Sna- Steph ended his Christmas Day curse where he plays like garbage on Christmas Day, he put up 33 points.
0: He averaged 13 throughout
1: the whole and Christmas career. It really shows that the Warriors are back, baby. The league is on notice now. And like the Warriors propagandist on ESPN by the name of Stephen A. Smith said, is that y'all better watch out, look out for the Warriors because they still got Clay Thompson coming back and winter is coming. Winter is coming. Winter actually technically already started because December 21st is the solstice, but you know, that's just me being uh, scientifically correct, but Christmas was great and was made even better with the Warriors W. So let's unpack everything in this episode.
0: Yeah. Um, let's start off with the Memphis game. Um, I guess this game was pretty personal uh, for the Warriors because I think this is the second game the Warriors and the Grizzlies have met the first time it was in an overtime loss and people were thinking that Dylan Brooks was a Steph stopper. (laughs) Boy, did Steph really took this thing personally. He's dropped 44 on Memphis and Dylan Brooks and I feel like that narrative should be shut off completely. Oh, 46. Oh, sorry. 46. Well, like, I feel like it's just Steph could just pull this off whenever he wants to, but I do want to talk about Gary Payne the second. I feel like his presence was felt massively in this game. I mean, the dude shot like Klay Thompson. Like he shot corner three after corner three. He had 22 for the game. And I'm like, the fact that this Warriors team is so deep and has so much depth can just, it's impressive. It's just spectacular to see what the front office has done. And although we've given our criticisms of the front office and, past few episodes way back then i feel like i gotta g- give credit to uh the front office for finding gems in gary payton the second and taking gary payton the second over avery bradley so i love this game overall but how did you feel about this whole Grizzlies game i feel like it was more one of statement game after a statement game like what did you think of it
1: i thought uh bob myers is a genius um i think he's back to being a genius I seriously think if you realistically off-topic look at how many people talked poorly about how the Warriors roster looked last year and all of that, I think it is important to point out how crazy the turnaround it has been for this Warriors team. Because last year, they weren't even a playoff team. they finished. Eighth in the Western Conference, which was technically a playoff team without a playing game, and they got bounced out both both by in both of the playoff games against the Lakers and the Grizzlies. Um, but I just find it magnificent how crazy the roster change was, where you get rid of guys like Kemp, Basemore, Kelly, Bray. Um, am I missing anyone? Brad Wanamaker, uh, Michael Motor. Michael Mulder, <laughs> Brad Watermaker, um, all those guys, and replace them with Nemanja Bielicka, Otto Porter Jr., who, don't get me wrong, in the Suns game, was an absolute madman down the stretch in the fourth quarter. Um, and then bring in young rookies like Jonathan Kaminga and Moses Moody, which I don't think a lot of fans were in favor of. I think they were in favor of trading the picks, but with how Jonathan Kaminga has looked, this kid is going to be so good in three to four years. Um, His potential is just, crazy. Overall, what I'm trying to say is I just think the front office deserves more credit with how they've just turned this roster upside down and how the team was a team that was struggling to become be at 500 last year to a team that is now the best team in the NBA because they've beaten the Suns twice. So that puts them at the best team in the NBA in my books. So.
0: Yeah. I mean, the last year, I feel like they couldn't even find a balance between developing and winning. Now we've had that conversation where they were too focused on developing Wiseman, which hurt them in the records. Like they didn't win as much. And once Wiseman went down, that's when to start the Warriors side to pick it up. This whole season was such a shift in like how things were done. They're winning, but they're also developing guys at the same time, which is why the G League has been so impactful for the Warriors. You can send Jonathan Kaminga, you can send Moses Moody, you can send James Wiseman when he's healthy to learn more about the Warrior system and implement that to when game time happens, where it's like spot, min- spot minutes, where Jonathan Kaminga gets like five to ten minutes each time or where Moody gets three to four minutes. That's what the difference is now is that every single game is not like a must win for the Warriors. Now it's where the Warriors now they can, you know, be up 20 and they can put him guys to see where they're going to be at. So I love the new direction where they're at now. And um, let's talk about the Suns game. My guy, um, everything was stacked against the Warriors. I mean, you're down five guys. Well, I, just want
1: to, I just want to point out that um, the Anthony Slater athletic article with where he had a Steph Curry quote in there, which caught my attention yesterday. I just want to bring that up. Go ahead. Um, I'm actually interested. The Warriors front office missed on some some of the margins in recent years. The hit rate is high right now. Steph Curry said that those decisions are highlighted when it doesn't go right, so it should be highlighted when it does. That is the hidden the, – that's bingo right there. Is that how many drafts that the Warriors sl- – had where they selected guys like Jacob Michael, Evans, Michael McAdoo, Jacob Evans, um McCaw, Patrick McCaw, Patrick McCaw, Jordan Eric Pascal. Guys who they completely missed on in the draft when and fans went all, were all over him about that. But when they hit on guys like Jordan Poole, Jonathan Kaminga, from what it looks like currently right now, maybe Moses Moody, he's given some signs of optimism in the G league, there deserves to be some credit towards the front office. And I know they got an extreme amount of hate. And if anyone's wondering, I'm not on Joe Lacob's payroll and I'm not, he's not paying me to say all this good word, these good words, but I I mean, it's all the eye test. I just, just I just think that the front office deserves some credit because I think it is an extreme, turnaround from where they were a year ago to where they are now and how better they are and how much of a contender they are currently with so many players out and with clay thompson coming back and james Wiseman coming back
0: i, I definitely agree with you i mean the mistakes that the front office mates aren't like glaring as it was last year like like last year uh, where brad Wanamaker should have been traded i think some i don't know like um, something about getting rid of him instead of um playing Jordan Poole, like or playing not playing Jordan Poole instead of Nico Mannion, those are the kinds of decisions that were glaring. But now, like, some of the little mistakes is not going to be emphasized because the Warriors are winning, so you just got to give props to them. Um, I mean, guys like Quindary Weatherspoon, like a guy on a 10 day contract, and the guy you said who mentioned spend like his entire time in the G League. Legit came up to this, I guess, national stage and put off great defensive stops on Devin Booker. There was a there was a play where Booker was an ISO on the right wing, and um, Weatherman well, literally stole the ball from him. Like that's the type of guys that the Warriors love, and that's just the next man up mentality, the strength in numbers mentality, and like that's just what the Warriors are all about, and that's the culture that the Warriors have. Set up as a standard in the NBA.
1: Exactly, um, and I just think coming into that game, when you look at the uh, injury report, et cetera, and you see all those guys out, everything points to the Suns just blowing them out. I of thought the it was going to be a blowout. Not going to lie. And the Warriors came in from the start and just dictated the game, with without a doubt. Um, and when Steph had 12 points in the first quarter, that's when I knew it was like, screw the Christmas curse. That ain't, that ain't a thing anymore. He's coming show in and the ball. Um, and despite any of Chris Paul's stupid ass antics in the first half, the Warriors still got it done. Um, and I just like to point out once again, I've probably said it at least once in the last five episodes Otto Porter Jr. on a minimum contract is a steal. And if there was a, most valuable player on a vet minimum, it would be Otto Porter Jr. this year. And the second place vote for that would be Nemanja guy I'm just saying right now. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the guys were doubted. Even before
0: they came on the Warriors, they were doubted because of their injuries. Exactly. And now that this is kind of like the JaVale McGee kind of-esque resurgence where McGee was hopping around teams and then when he found his way in Golden State, that's when his career started to become revived. And that's what Otto Porter, that's what Nemanja Bielitska is going through right now is like a career resurgence. And I don't know if oh the Warriors will keep them because obviously they're going to demand more money. But the impact that they're making now shows that these are guys who can contribute in playoff environments. And like like you said, uh, minimum contracts, where can you get those? Like it's rare to- get that player at that contract so it's unreal with what Otto porter did with the last two minutes like dude he literally saved us that game <laughs> he did like he had a corner a corner jumper swish where and then he had another right wing swish and they ran a play for him for a three i'm like dude went on a 7-0 run by himself to clutch the game for us and i'm like it's not always going to be about steph winning the game it's all about how the role the role players are going to step up Cause you know what you're gonna get out of steph he's gonna give you 30 plus points but it's all about what the role players can do you got Gary Payne the second who's making uh winning plays on the uh both ends of the floor Otto porter and Namani to could give you three two to three threes a night it's just who's better on those nights that's what's great about the warriors is not every single time Steph doesn't have to be the hero every single night that's what the difference is so I'm like I'm impressed with how they won this game especially since everything was stacked against them exactly
1: and they just put in the league on notice with how i wouldn't say they easily won the game but just how impressive it was being down without five guys um and it was four at the time but now that draymond has entered so health and safety they'll be without five guys and i think it's I think the normal NBA fan does not understand how dra- how important Draymond Green is to the Golden State Warriors, which I think will be a test for them, depending on how long he is out. But I also think it's a help that they will get back Andrew Wiggins and Jordan Poole sometime this week. Um, but this also just supports my uh, stance on that the NBA should just shut down the league for a week um, just to get all those players back and all those teams at full strength. But going back to the Suns game, it the the Warriors just proved why they're the best team in the league, Um, and how when you look at how scary how how scary scary that they they that they can be even how scary they are when they're not fully healthy and how scary they can be when they are fully healthy, because they're going to be even better than that when they are fully healthy and have their full array of players. And that'll also give Steve Kerr a problem because there's so many guys we can contribute. I don't think we'll be seeing a lot of Chris Gioza minutes anymore. When Gary Payton's out here, jumping o- cookies yeah. Jumping over two guys and putting Back, put back dunks. So, um or you got Jonathan Kaminga making exactly, that—that's exactly. sick and reverse I, layup. I seriously, think that Jonathan Kaminga will work his way into the rotation. I just don't see how you can't give him minutes. He's pro- hes proven himself that he's a cal- he's a rotation player currently on this roster, and he can make an impact. Um, this team can go twelve deep. That's what's scary. Exactly. That is what's very scary, and I seriously think that this is probably a possible Western. I think out of any matchup in the West, this is probably going to be the Western Conference Finals matchup. Um, it'll be a fun series. Not gonna lie. I I, I just don't see any other team on the Warriors and Suns level at the moment. You could argue uh, the Jazz, but no, like no, the- no, no, no. Why no. not? I think the Jazz are a very good team. I think I think they're a very good team, but they have proved they have shown me year after year that they they can't go the extra step. Um, when was the last time they were in the Western Conference Finals? Uh, the We Believe year at when they beat the Warriors in the second round. Oh, I don't that was, I didn't that remember that. That. Was, that was probably the last time, and before that was probably against MJ. Um, I think the Jazz are a very good team. Uh, I like Donathan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert. Um, But I just think the Warriors and Suns are just uh, levels better than the rest of the field. And I seriously think the Warriors, Jazz, and Suns will be at least 15 to 20 games up above the 4 through 10 seeds. As there's a playing game, there's 10 seeds now but just overall my takeaways from the Warriors and Suns games that the Warriors are scary and they're going to even get scarier when they're fully healthy.
0: Yeah. Both teams are literally separating themselves from the pack based on that Christmas game alone. Um, Like you said, it's scarier to think about what this Warriors team is going to add. You're adding Clay Thompson. You're adding James Wiseman, who's going to be the X factor on this team. But like, With the potential that Kaminga has shown, I feel like that same thing could be shown for Wiseman, and that's what's exciting. Is you're mixing young and old, but the Warriors are doing it like well. They didn't do it well last season, but they're doing it well now, and that's what's exciting to see now. So, um, moving forward through the next five games or so, because we know that Draymond Green is out, and like you said, a whole Draymond Green situation. Uh, Draymond Green's presence is literally. Everything to this Warriors team without Draymond. Obviously, without Steph, the system doesn't work, but without Draymond, there's no fluidity, there's no flow through the offense or defense. Because Draymond's the defensive anchor, he dictates everything on the the defensive end. You saw that in the Memphis game. You saw that in the Suns game. I don't know, like it's gonna be a tough stretch without Draymond. I mean, you got you got Denver twice, you got this uh the heat and the jazz, I think, on New Year's Day. The heat and the map. So i I mean at best I would say something around three and two, in my opinion. I don't
1: know. Do you see that something like that? Three and two. Yeah. I think three and two. I just don't I I don't know how without Draymond is going to affect the Warriors, because but with, without him last year, it affected them pretty big badly. time. Um But I think three and two, probably. Yeah, I'd say three and two. I think they probably split those two games with the Nuggets. And then they probably lose to the Heat or the Jazz. I'd say they probably lose to the Jazz. Then they beat the Heat and the Warrior or the Heat and the Mavs. That's my guess.
0: But- hey, who knows they can surprise us. Jonathan Kaminga, you know. Who they can surprise us. We'll is, see.
1: They could go 5 and out. Oh. Um anything can happen.
0: Especially with like the other COVID protocols that have been affecting the league like we saw the Bulls got affected for like a week straight. The Nets are still affected because they don't got KD. The Bucks were affected at some point because they didn't have Giannis or um just everything is going to be affecting everything's going to be affecting and it. it just all depends on who's available that day. So we just got to wait and see.
1: Exactly. Anything can happen. Buyers don't discriminate against anyone, man. Steph Curry could test positive on Wednesday. Fuck. I could have jinxed that just now. Um, but I hope Steph doesn't test positive. I hope no one tests positive. Um, but. Or you just have to take it one day at a time and. I mean, the good news is that they get Jordan Poole and Andrew Wiggins back this week, most likely. Um, I think the Draymond loss will hurt, but I think that the Warriors can still win it. Keep pushing, keep moving forward. Yes, sir. And it's only 10 days. So, I mean, 10 days seems like a lot. I mean, five games in 10 days isn't awful. It isn't too bad. It could be worse. Um, But I think the Warriors got some bad luck with having a five-game stretch against some very good teams and missing probably their second – easily you could say their, their most important player, other than Steph. But just got to take it one day at a time, baby. Mm-hmm. Just one day at a time. Yes, sir. We're gonna wrap it up. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That'll conclude episode number sixty three. The catch and dubs podcast. Make sure you check us out on Instagram at Catch and Dubs Pod and on Twitter at Dubs Pod. Make sure you leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts because I read those with my uh, time that I have on my hands. Um and we'll catch you in the next one. Hopefully. Thanks, y'all. Warriors keep winning.
0: See y'all later. Bye. Oh, yeah.